are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, enjoying, well, I don't know about enjoying, but uh, I think we're I think we're all we're all in some pretty good moods, right, John? I think uh we're certainly uh I think I think this show is is slightly less stupid than the discourse about what is the soccer capital of the United States that we saw. We shouldn't get into that because I think we disagree. <laughs> I don't I don't think we need another front in this war. I'll be all I'll say, all I'll say is I, I think I think uh Greg Berhalder's comments were pretty innocuous and they drummed up this whole like it's just to me, it was just kind of like it was seemed to me pretty clear, like the people that just want any reason to dunk on Burhalter or to call him wrong. It's like you're literally arguing about which place is the soccer capital of the United States. And there's a lot of places now that love soccer and there's a lot of places where soccer is extremely popular. Um, and I think it's a fair argument to say, ask the question whether it is. But I don't know. It just seemed it seemed like a really silly argument. Historically. St. Louis has been an incredible hotbed for soccer and it's now got an MLS team. So I'm sure we'll see it grow. Um, it's just that, you know, United States versus Uzbekistan is just not a, not a usually a big draw. I don't think. No, I, that's <laughs> the weird part about it. Like I think two things can be true. It is. I think it is the soccer capital. Historically, the hunts, the hunts existing makes, you know, they, they walk so we can run at this point. Uh, so there's that, but then also are the, are the hunts or Kansas city, Kansas city. Yeah. Not I don't really feel well, this Dallas, way anymore. I don't feel strongly anymore. I know, I know. I mean, I I would say if you go back, and I think the reason the early World Cup is obviously part of this. Yes, the early the early U.S. national teams, the amount of teams that were really. I'm sure if we had the U. Uh, we had uh, the Cup. U.S. showrunners, who's I'm so sorry, I forget the guy's name. Um, we should we get the, we should get him on the show sometime. We should. We absolutely should. And when um, the Open Cup comes around, that will sticky note listeners remind <laughs> us. But it's, you know, it's it has been historically a, a place where soccer has been has been very popular and it, it the sport has grown. You know, Portland sells out every single game. They pack stadiums, Seattle pack stadiums. We're seeing, you know, really soccer be popular all over all over the country. Um, so I don't know if like finding like a defined soccer capital, I think, is a little hard right now because of just how big the sport has gotten um, now in this country. So. I don't know. I, I think it, Berhalter was making an innocuous comment and it kind of sparked off this really dumb discussion, which honestly is because, I mean, the game itself was not very interesting and the team, the opponent was not very interesting. So we needed something to talk about. Also, Gia Reyna wasn't there, so you couldn't you can only do right. that for so long. So you're we know telling why. me that the U.S. national team fan base took something that uh, Greg Berhalter did or said and made it into a very, very, very large thing. Oh, yeah, that's I, I think that's, yeah, un- that's unprecedented. That's- unprecedented it never happens nope <laughs> let's let's talk about this let's talk about this scintillating uh season defining <laughs> dc united game this last weekend is it a season defining do you think no uh, no both think... of those things were sarcastic i mean there there's some i think i think this will be a game dc united of course let's go ahead and break the ice zero zero draw against san jose earthquakes two points dropped um they are now Still in the playoffs, but in a, in a very precarious position, I think, as you as you tweeted out um, or X'd out, whatever we're calling it these I days. Tweeted, tweet forever, forever tweet. Um, in I, a, also, uh, I also said it on threads 
which yes. folks, if you're on threads, I th- we said this before, everyone's kind of on threads. So if you want to kind of be on threads with us, we're <laughs> RFK refugees on threads. Yes, we are. Um, but a precarious two points drop. They now uh, Miami, of course, is now the big story. They get a win without Leo Messi, which I think was kind of the big question mark <laughs> heading into whether they could do that or not. Um, so very precarious position for the team to be in right now, um, heading into heading into a uh, that this was a game I think that had to be a win. Um, as far as the performance goes, I'm not too upset about the performance. This was a game I think this team should have come out and win. Um, I think there was a lot of positive play. I think it was encouraging to see. I think we were all kind of questioning, you know, was Chicago just a tired team and a you know, a tired team and a bad team. Let's see what they go up against. You know, San Jose is not a world beater, but they are a team that's kind of firmly in that playoff picture in the West. Um, they are a team that is still has some talent, has an organization, has a style, is kind of building something, albeit a little slowly. Uh, and I think we saw that, you know, this, what we're seeing right now maybe isn't a mirage as far as the rest of the year go. This feels like something that could be solid. Uh, the one problem is there's no depth. Um, once you get past the 11, there's just, there's not much else. It's true. It's true. I, I, this is where you jump in. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, yes, we, we, we talked about the fact that injuries have, have made this team, uh, DC United injuries have made this team, uh, in a situation where if anybody has to come off the bench, you're not bringing on a game changer. You're bringing on a person that you would hope to, would, uh, be a rotational piece. And not a game changer piece. And San Jose came in, and this is something that's plagued not just Wayne Rooney teams, but Ben Olsen teams. This is a DC United for the duration of my fandom. Uh, is that they struggle very much against teams that are that are packed in and not trying to score and are are playing defensively and playing for the draw. It's it is a it's a difficult thing to do. I think DC United has never built teams around the kind of players that excel in that situation. Individuals who love to take on players who can create their own opportunities, who don't need uh, necessarily a lot of space given to them that they can, they can make something happen out of, out of nothing. And that's, those are, those are expensive players. And that's historically that has not been the, there aren't, you know, we're, we're not littered with that with Lucho's since 2010. Like Mm -hmm. those kind of players are the kind of players that can do. So um, once San Jose sort of set out to do that, and it was kind of clear, you know, Technically, San Jose had more of the ball, but I, I think do we have the XG charts. DC was the more dangerous team. DC had nine shots on goal to San Jose's two. Uh, it, it was sort of evident in the way things were set out that that was going to be the way. I mean, we could talk about the we could talk about the called off goal. We could talk about Daniel just standing on his head, just being a just a guy. I had not I had not seen any San Jose games, San Jose games this year, and I was super impressed with his with his skills. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, the team did enough to win this game. Um, the first half, I would say, was a little bit even. It was kind of split between, I think there were some good opportunities for San Jose. Um, coming off kind of some weird bounces and mistakes, uh, I think there was like one moment, the ball just kind of like weirdly fell. And uh, I think it was to Abobase, and like Bono came out and made a good save. Another, I think, quality performance from him. Um, I think we're seeing a little bit... I, I almost want to tend like, well, you know, we're we're not seeing the sort of wild. We saw him come out of his box a little bit, but we're not seeing the sort of wild things we thought from we saw from Miller. I think that's been an overall change in the speed that this team has heading up top. With you know, as as much as I 
want a upgrade to Dahomey next year. And I, I hope we do get it, you know, with Ted Cudipietro coming to the lineup with Gabriel Pirani, there's a lot more speed sort of in the front, in the front three, that's kind of willing to move forward, willing to move quickly. And we saw it in the, in the counterattack where they did sort of get a break. And if, you know, if, Ted Cudipietro's legs maybe half an inch longer. Uh, he gets a piece of that, and that goes in the back, and then and maybe we're talking about a different game. Same with the Pirani goal. I desperately wanted that Pirani goal to count. I, I like looked at like the Sapruder film of like all the <laughs> breakdowns, and and yes, he. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he was offside. Um, it was extremely close, um, but VAR is VAR, and they're gonna and they're gonna call that. Um, every time. And I think I love, <laughs> I loved what I loved. Uh, I loved Dave. Uh, was it uh, Dave Johnson? Called, like, well, they're going to change the rules and that will be considered onside. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's not right now. So, and I don't even know if they, I don't even know if they'll make that change or not. Um, but overall, I guess what, I, I mean, I don't walk away from this game thinking like, well, that was ugly. That was bad. They played well. They generated chance. I mean, Benteke the last again, 15 has, minutes were, were chaos city. They were, yeah. they were, they were, that was all of the chances jammed into the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. And they did. And, you know, but you could see the struggle that I think Wayne was having. Like he was like, he could see his team developing. He could see the movement. He could see it really good. And you just know you're going to throw out a Yamil Assad and Nigel Roberta or somebody else. And then immediately it's going to. And I think we, we saw several times where. Yamil Assad and Nigel Roberta tried to hook up and it just, it died or something. Or I think Eric Hurtado made an appearance as well. Uh, Jackson did. Hopkins joining um, Donovan Pines on the what, what's going on bench. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about that. I thought of people were talking about Jackson Hopkins. I'm not yet. He's not proved it. He's yeah. not. He's not proved that he deserves to be out. Has he proved that he should be out there more than Eric Hurtado? Yeah, but they don't play the same position. Mm-hmm. Emil Assad. That's I mean, that's arguable. That is that's a situation where the coaches uh, read of the player does not match the fan base. And that's just that happens. That happens. Ulysses Segura says hello. That certainly that certainly <laughs> happens, but yeah. you know I we we've talked about it forever. Is that when you know coaches get run through the ringer about their substitution patterns, and no one ever talks about what the options actually are, and he can't produce he cannot produce for you a good player off the bench that he, that does not exist. And if you look, the rest of the bench was. Uh, Samake, Sargis, Hopkins, Pines, Durkin, Zamudio. I kind of wanted to see Durkin uh, for... I thought Click had a very, very, very rough yeah, first half. Yeah, one player, very rough. He basically, I mean, And the wild part is his play against Chicago was was phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. In, in that deep-lying eight. Uh, but good Lord, he was, he was turning the ball all over, all over the place, turning it over in dangerous parts of the field. So I was, in my head, around the 60th minute, I was like, Durkin for... Durkin for uh, Mateus would be probably pretty. I mean, they'll never do it, but <laughs> I would like to see it. Yeah, I mean, I think Mateus. I mean, he has still had some good service into the box. He had a wicked shot. I mean, he scores that goal. I don't think we're maybe even. He picked up. Second half picked, was a lot better than the first half. He picked up. So I mean, I think I think there was some. You know, I think Wayne talked about the team looked flat. I think he was certainly a part of that. Um, I'm not too concerned about where he is right now. You know, his position. I think it's still a position you want him. You want him in uh, to be successful. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, the the thing that's really got, I think, got the whole fan base going is, you know, the continued evolution of Ted Cudipietro, um, who was phenomenal again in this game and just all over the place, hitting passes, doing line. He's like he uh, it was funny if you if you're an extra time connoisseur like myself and you listen to a lot of Matt Doyle 
Uh, Matt Doyle was sort of talking about how, you know, how good he was, but he's like, but he can't do that line breaking pass. And it was like, <laughs> almost he heard that and he was like, Oh, I'll show you. I can do that. And he hits like just a couple of really nice passes to sort of break those lines and really break down uh, San Jose in a couple, in a couple spaces. Um, but again, need, you know, we need ahead. Matt Doyle to say he can't score hat tricks <laughs> and then he'll, he'll score. But I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I thought Tecuti Pietro continues to impress I guess where I'm landing and and we'll get to some, I think there were some listener comments or questions. A lot of people being like, I don't want this team to make the playoffs because I don't want, you know, I want actual change to happen in this organization. And I, I think we're, we're sympathetic to that. In yes. Certain uh, that sense. is certainly not, that is certainly not a completely without merit or a logical statement, but I think we can, I think we can pick it apart a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think you gotta, and it's really difficult because I really feel like, you kind of you watch the two these past two performances and you're like, oh man, there this feels this feels a little real. This feels like this is something. You know, I think the big question is, can you get? You know, I think you agree to a deal for Pirani, and then literally it's just like find a designated player that is that is better than Dahomey, and maybe you've got something here um, that you can actually build upon. And then also then you know clean house. From position twelve all the way down, basically, maybe with the exception of goalkeeper uh, and Durkin and a couple guys, like basically just get yourself some new depth in there, um, or you know promote some younger guys up from you know from the academy. So, um, you know, it's 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 difficult to watch this, and then you're just like, man, am I getting am I getting sucked in again? Am I getting sucked into the idea that hey, maybe maybe this team can you know build something? This is actually like. We got one more year of 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 click, and I think we got one more year of click. Mm-hmm. Is he a two year or three year contract? I think it's two year. I think he's three year actually. Oh, you might we be. Check, we can check as I'm ta- as I'm talking. Table look this up. Yeah, but uh, I know I, I know um, I definitely know that Benteke is two years. Like he, yeah. he next year is his last year of his contract. He might have an option or two, but it's like man, you take this nice little base you have of something that that works that looks. I mean, honestly, it's been the most. I I talk like. I talk like how many moments I, I judge how well I think a team is playing by. I, I call them edge of couch moments. It's like you see an attack building and you see something that's quick and you and you feel like there's a chance they might score. And I would say probably all season I have had very few, if any of those moments. And this felt like something uh, these past two games. I've had more of those moments where it looked really good. So I don't know. I think I think uh, our chance for results mandating change we missed them we had to be last place again mm-hmm. for whatever happened to almost necessitate a firing i think making the playoffs in the ninth spot and missing the playoffs in the 10th spot are completely immaterial on a decision making process about if, if dave casper be retained i don't think that's really going to make a difference one way or another i think there are there's enough excuses and contingency to you know, either way, whatever way the coin flips, you can sort of. So I would say, and this is my stance. I think I said I had said earlier in the year I didn't want us to make the playoffs for that reason, but I have come around to the idea that that won't actually make a difference. So I am now just in the camp of, boy, I would really like to go to a playoff game at Audi Field, <laughs> and that's really all that I care about because that is that's the good stuff, and uh, life needs the good stuff. So if it if they did make it or didn't make it, I don't think that's what's going to decide Casper's fate. So that's that's yeah. my official feeling on it. By the way, before I move on, who do you think the lowest DC United foot mob starter was? If you haven't looked already, 
I think I looked. I think uh, was it was it Ted Coup de Pietro or something like it that? It was Pirani six point seven, Ted Coup six point nine. Everybody else in the sevens. So foot mob sometimes can be tricky. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, foot mob. I I I think they had Dahomey as like the best player out there on the field. If I seven point nine, that is correct. Yeah, that's not well. Not including Daniel's eight point eight performance, where he is literally. Yeah. Soccer, soccer, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, foot mobs. Uh, foot mobs ratings can be a little can be a little funky. Um, and I think you know if and if like Pirani gets that goal, I think his like rating would jump up significantly in that game. So it's a little. <laughs> I want to read his stats real quick. Daniel's stats: eight saves, one point three xgot, uh, five diving saves, four saves inside the box, uh, and then a bunch of mess stats that don't matter. But I loved five diving saves and. Uh, eight saves total. <laughs> he was, he was put under the cosh as they say. Yeah. Um, do you want to answer, answer those questions? Sure. Let's get, let's get right into the questions. Um, I think we got one here from Alan Watts. Yep. That's like if, uh, well, uh, it says if Casper gets the boot, uh, who would you like to see in the GM spot? Who are the most qualified candidates available? And would they be a good fit? What, um, a, what an interesting question on the, on the week that you ask it. Yes. On the week that we ask it. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's, uh, and I think we also got, um, another question related to this. I'll go ahead and drop both of these. Uh, I think I'll drop both of these in. We just got this in on our Twitter. If I can pull up sort of quickly, I think sort of a related question, I think right. to, to, to how things are, uh, to how things are going. By the way, says, join our discord. If you want to be able to ask questions to the show when we don't yes, do a live show, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we, we will, we we absolutely read the Twitter, but we definitely give a little preference to the Discord because it's right there. Mark Rickling says, "What do you? What does a Bruce Arena have to do to get fired from the Revs on a scale of Asada to Taxi? Where do you rate Bruce's transgressions?" I am. I am honestly. I'm not going to give an answer. Maybe you want. It's a big old question mark. We have. I mean, we just. We do not know what he said. We don't know what was said. We know it was an inappropriate remark. We know he said something. Confirmed that something was said. Confirmed that something was said. He was guilty of whatever they he was accused of saying. Like there seemed to be there there isn't a um th- this was one of the situations where I mean it was it wasn't just you know accused and no one else knows. It seems to me it was pretty much confirmed. It was the athletic, I think, had had the best reporting of this. Pablo and I believe Shocker um, of all, Shocker of Shocks, the Athletic leads the way on the uh on the deep cover I, reporting. I, I mean they're pretty much the only ones that they are the best. Really, yeah, really doing this, um, but basically, it was said in a coach's meeting. Apparently, it was brought up by uh, Richie Williams, um, who, if you acting, if you're, acting head coach Richie Williams, acting head coach Richie Williams, who, if you don't know, has been has been wanting. You could tell there was some want from him to be a head coach in this league. Number one and two, he's also been a longtime DC United player, played under. Um, uh, played under Bruce Arena while at DC United. So a guy United coach for seven seconds for seven seconds before before leaving. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Travis Clark does not like Richie Williams as a coach. So that is like completely stunned in my opinion of him. Um, but an odd situation where apparently there's been some disagreement amongst the staff between Kurt Anolfo, Bruce Arena uh, and um and Richie Williams, apparently Richie Williams was not going to return as an assistant coach. I don't want to sit here and say, I think, I think we need to be careful with saying like, and I think that's what's being insinuated here is that Richie Williams, you know, made a move where he heard something in a coach's room that maybe everybody else heard, but no one really cared. And he said, oh, here's a moment where I can get to, you know, basically steal the, in a, you know, 
power house of cards power play type of move. This is a very ma- this is a magic eye poster ass type of situation where everyone looks at it and sees what they want to see because yeah. the data is so so it all depends on who what your opinions are what your priors are about the about the cast of characters. Yeah, and the um <laughs> and basically uh he is now the acting head coach. Uh the team I think suffered a 1-1 draw this earlier this week. Uh but he's the one apparently who the complaints stem from. Um the press conference was canceled. Uh, they actually canceled the press conference, which was a... They can't keep canceling. Eventually, someone's going to have to talk about this. And eventually, someone's going to be there. I I personally... I don't know, like, what I... I think that was a real, like... That that really sort of settled me into kind of the weirdness of this and, like, and just, like, the fact that you won't even let your... Your coach can give a standard canned answer. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm not I'll address, talk, this, at, I'll address no, this at a later time. Yeah, no comment. And uh, we're focused on the season and finishing out the year. Boom, done. Like the fact that they didn't, they didn't even want to put him in that situation is just bizarre. Other things, The whole thing with Kaylin Kyle and the comments she made, she apparently might be back in the she's apparently got a 30 day suspension. She Reminder, might be back for folks who don't know what we're talking about. Kaylin Kyle. Uh, was it on a radio show? She was on our podcast. She was on. Uh, she was on the football show, Sirius XM, and made a statement. Made a statement that apparently Bruce Arena had said a had said a racist remark, and we we think was conflating. There was some conflating going on between Taxi and and <laughs> and and the situation with Taxi and everything else. And it's an unfortunate statement for her. That's a human. Uh, that's a human outcome. I feel like that is a believable human outcome to just have a brain fart. You mm-hmm. know, Ted and I on a much smaller scale, much, 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 much smaller scale, you know, talk out of our ass for a hobby. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes you're saying the wrong thing. And sometimes your brain isn't working all the way when you're thinking or, ta- or not thinking all the way when you're talking. But uh, I think she probably had, she got what she probably deserved for that. I think that was, uh, that's like a big accusation to levy mm-hmm. <laughs> and for, for anyone, but particularly like an icon of, of American soccer, like you're going to get your facts straight here before you talk, unfortunately. Yeah, but there have been several people that have voiced support. There's been, of course, um, Greg Berhalter was asked about. Again, he admitted he said, I don't really know the situation, but he's like like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, like everyone else. Um, But he says, you know, he knows Bruce, thinks he's a great guy. Shawi Joseph, Gustavo Bo coming out, showing support. So it's clear to me that, you know, this is maybe the situation is a little less. It's certainly more gray than what we saw, I guess, from from D.C. and Taxi. Um, you know, here's a guy who's had a 30 year coaching career. It seems strange that it would, you know, that it would sort of blow up on, you know, he would blow it up like this, but you never know. I mean, he is, he is certainly in the older generation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's certainly volatile as far as how he talks. So, um, as far as, as far as wanting him back, I I don't know. I, I really, I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know if he wants to come back. This might be the sign of, Hey, I want to retire. He might've been thinking about retirement anyway. He had one year left on his contract, I believe, with Mm -hmm. New England. So he's 71, and to get back, he has to mother may I to Don Garber, who he has had numerous run-ins with in the past. (laughs) I can't imagine a guy he would less like want to do that with. Um, So I I think this is probably the end for him. Um, So, you know, I would say that I am am more open to second chances than a lot of people. I don't know what he said. Um, I don't know. And that's the, the big, the speculating about something when you don't know what someone said is like, is the biggest trap of all time. Generally, mm-hmm. I'm inclined to give people second chances, particularly if they are, uh, you know, willing to, to change and willing to learn. Uh, and he has a long enough history. His history isn't riddled with these things as far as we know. 
uh, and, and the character, the character witnesses that are coming out of the woodwork on, of all sort of, you know, creeds and, and, and ages and sides of the coin that he's been on. Everyone basically says he's a bastard, but he's a really good bastard. Like he's a, he's, he's, he is exactly who he is, right? Like he's not changed at all. Um, I think that, you know, it's hard to say what happened. I don't, I think, I don't think he's an option. I think we could probably nip it in the bud and saying, I don't think he's an option for a number of reasons with this club. I think the club does not want to have anything to do any whiff of, of, of a complicated situation with a player or a coach as best as they can avoid. And this is a very, very high profile one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's complicated on its own face that I think that he's had comments to say uh, in the last couple of years about ownership around East United. So, uh, and th- our ownership has shown themselves and ownership and front office has shown themselves to be somewhat thin skinned when it comes to criticism, I think. Uh, both from its fan base with signs that are being held in Audi Field and also with yes. coaches who happen to speak out pretty loudly about what they think about um, uh, stuff around the team. So all that to say, I don't think I don't think Bruce is an option regardless. Do uh, do you have candidates in mind? I GM is like the hardest one because GMs have come I'm- out of nowhere to to do pretty well. I mean, one idea for GM for me is 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 Bob Bradley. I'm not sure if he. I think he's going off. I think he's now going to uh, to Norway. So I think that is out of the question. I don't know if there are really too many too many like surefire candidates that you would want um, as your GM. I would. Say, I mean, I would love it if we could go out and poach somebody. But you know, again, where are you going? Where are you going to find that right now? Um, as far as somebody you can bring in to actually to actually make a change. Um, it's it's a weird i think it's it's a weird i think you're gonna have to go out and find somebody who who is honestly i mean here's an here's a wild 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 idea what about uh what about jesse marsh what's he what's he up to these days Hmm. that would be interesting interesting. it'd be interesting to grab him he'd probably want to be more of a coach than anything but he's a guy i would not i'd love to give the keys to dane murphy I'd love to bring him back. He's shown himself to be a credible soccer executive and talent mm-hmm. identifier in, in England. And I think he has a, you know, his history here is extremely brief. He played here for like a minute. He was in the front office here for like another minute. Um, but I think that if you gave, if you created a, an attractive project and gave him a nice sizable salary, I think you could convince him to give it a shot. Yeah. There are, you know, there are lots of, that's like the one spot where a player can come out of, almost no experience to do the job. Carlos Bocanegra comes to mind. Pat Onstad comes to mind. I don't think, it's, I don't think we want Carlos Bocanegra. I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them. I'm saying, I'm saying that it doesn't yeah. necessarily, there isn't like a, a GM store that everyone knows the candidates who they might be and who they pop up. Like just guys exist and come, come around. So here's, here's a name to Marcus Beasley. It's good to Marcus Beasley. He uh, wants to be involved. That's, yeah. that's for sure. And he's around the league long enough. Yeah. So he'd, he'd be another name I'd be interested in seeing. Speaking, like it's, it's not the it's not the front office job, but uh, coach uh, Hugo Perez. Yeah, a name a lot of people have been talking about. Who is now no longer the El Salvador manager after a somewhat uh, fiery exit after yeah. losing in the Nations League is a is a coach. I don't have a huge opinion on, but it appears that my entire Twitter feed does, and they extremely would love him to to come uh, coach. Either as an yeah. assistant or the head coach for DC United. As an assistant, I'd say immediately go for it. Um, head coach, we are we 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 appear to be in some sort of standoff at the moment between uh, the future and the present, and Wayne's options and our opinions on how we should be. So, 
keep watch this space, I guess. Yeah, and talk about the um the Colorado coach that was just fired. Robin Fraser. It, yeah, Robin Fraser has come up as a name. Talk about a guy, and, and this is where I was like, everybody's like, well, I don't want him if Casper's here. And I'm like, I don't think you understand like how bad of an or like we 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 make Chivas USA in Colorado look decent in our management. Like at least we at least we pay scouts um to go out and scout players and i mean she was using, used to use a reality show to get players so i don't i don't know <laughs> that they're better than we are and they don't exist uh, that one's tough i but dude colorado, i mean colorado, yes colorado won the won the west but i think that has more to do with rob robin frazier than anything else they are an organization that has shown they they i i i know we do not there are a lot of people out here that do not like the current ownership group i would argue that they care a lot more than stan Kroenke cares about the colorado rapids people don't even know that stan Kroenke owns the colorado Stealth rapids owner. that is that is how bad it is i think i saw i saw a um i think it was a men in blazers tweet when the rams and the patriots played in the super bowl and it was like Oh, it's the Super Bowl between the guy who doesn't care about Arsenal and the guy who doesn't care about the revolution. And I said, well, at least you know that. <laughs> at least you know one of them owns the revolution. You wouldn't know one of them also does own an MLS team. And it's like, it's just the, he he does not, It's he's shown that he just like does not care. He does not, he's not willing to invest in spending any type of money to bring anything into that team, even though he can more than afford it. He is by far, Stan Kroenke is the worst owner in Major League Soccer. Period bar none, absolutely the worst owner. Um, and I, I, I would, I would pick Jason Levian over him any step, any day of the week, to be honest. Because at least I can tell that I think Jason cares a little bit. I think he wants to be successful. I just think he doesn't know how to, and I think that's where you're seeing. Um, and he's trusting it. He's putting his trust in people that have kind of been there instead of maybe looking and trying to actually get something new and new in the door. So. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting year. Uh, Delaware on Discord says, "What is what will be made of Wayne Rooney's time here in DC, and when he goes back, and when he goes back to England?" I, I mean, I think it's going to depend if he gets his team into the playoffs and then he wins a playoff game. I think the narrative maybe shifts a little bit. Maybe they talk a little bit more about him. I think right now, I don't think he's done enough to really change the narrative that it's looking like a failure. The last article written was he was looking for like some Premier League casts off and free agents uh, was kind of the last article we saw in England. I don't think it's going to really harm his reputation in general. Um, I think there will be there there will be enough quotes from the Lewis O'Briens, the Bentekes. They'll get quotes from those. Oh, he was a great coach. I, I think he'll be fine. Regardless. I think the Premier League cast off story is so overblown because yeah. what he was doing at was looking at free agents after the window to try to make up for the fact that he just lost his number 10 or 11 or whatever his number was at this point. Yeah, that's what the, he, they, they didn't. Andrew Ayu was not was not being by the way, that name is not that's not the first time DC United has circled that name, by the way. If you look back in the archives, they've looked at him before. Um, yeah, I, I would say that Wayne's. Wayne is standing up in the in the touch area now, so there's that. He's now he's not just sitting down. That Wayne watch, <laughs> he he uh, he he stopped the ball from rolling in the touch last time. So I, I think that he's, I think it, to your to your point, it matters what happens at the end of the season. I think I think people overseas don't care. Birmingham yeah. Birmingham would sign him today if as yeah. soon as their coach up. So there is always going to be a spot for a legend uh, to get a coaching opportunity. Maybe not in the Premier League. Maybe maybe he has to toil in the championship a while, but that's there are worse things in the world for him to do. 
hypothetical. I think we've gone over the hypothetical that we we basically are in the agreement that he will not be back this year. Seeing the past, we, we said that before we saw these, I guess, these past couple games, seeing how the team is playing, they're looking better. They are not a complete and utter. You're not seeing this team as you're seeing this team almost as finding sort of a second win to maybe make a run to the playoffs. Let's assume things go well. They finish eighth. You know, Miami stumbles down the block because I don't want to bet against them finishing night, Miami finishing ninth, and then us having to play Miami because I think we would lose. Uh, but, you know, they stumble down the block. We get Montreal. We win a playoff series. We take it to three games against against philly which is still um, so funny to me that, that we're doing this again <laughs> that we're doing the three it's gonna be fun i'm, I'm enjoying it I, I like i like i like some 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 uh some beef a little bit but uh so i like some some steaks i think it's uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes i kind of always dig in the whole group i the group section idea i thought that was sorry, to, sorry to make a digression in there i apologize yeah, but anyway but anyway but let's say let's say let's say that happens i'm gonna say that's like probably like we're talking best case scenario at this point yes you think he's back no, you don't think I so. Think, I think I think he's made his mind up now. Really? I think I think I I think he his his camp leaking this information um, about well, not in the camp him talking to Steve Goff about this. I think is not a plea to a plea to resign me. It's a I want you to know why I left, and I want you to know how how messed up they're treating me, uh, and I think I deserve better. I don't think it's I, he because because the because what he's saying in the article sounds kind of baggy. It sounds kind of like, you know, I, I'd love to stay here long term. I don't I don't mind that my family's not here. I don't mind that my kids aren't here. I, I want to sign an extension. I don't want just this year. Uh, and then in the press conference where he's actually talking with his own mouth to people, he says, I'm comfortable. I'm not worried about it. I don't this 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 does not bother me. Um, so I think I think he's gone for that reason. I don't think it's anything to do. He wants to get us in the playoffs so he can have done that. And I'm sure he loves the players. Um, but I think that's it. By the way, yeah. would how hilarious would it be uh, if, say, he does get a Premier League job, which I do not think is in the offing. At but, championship. But guess. he's in the championship, and Fred Briant is now a championship. He brings Fred with him across. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And I hope that happens for his sake. That would be, that would be awesome for him. Uh, but I was just thought, that was a funny thought. I was just thinking about the touchline at Birmingham, Birmingham City and seeing uh, Fred next. And the digression here. Do you think there's anything that could could keep Pete Shuttleworth here and separate him from Wayne if Wayne gets another job? Any sort of head coach offer that would be appealing? Maybe. I don't know. I I think so. Other people seem to be like, no, he would never go. He would never leave Wayne like that. I was like, do you remember what happened with Hernan Lasada and his assistant? Mm -hmm. Stuff happens, man. And Pete, I imagine, you know, as long as he doesn't hate it here, which he does not seem to based on his Instagram, he seems to not hate it. uh, Just because you take a job as a head coach away from the, your guy doesn't mean that you'll not meet up again. Like Jose Mourinho has been bringing assistant coaches from continent to continent or from country to country for 15 years. It happens. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, Pete Shuttleworth, I think has certainly, I think he's there as kind of certainly the more experienced coach been around the block, um, trying to help set the team up. And the team has had, the team has had coaches come in that assistant coaches that have a little more tactical sense. It, we went through it with, with, uh, with Ben Olsen. I forget the coach. They brought in like some guy from Italy and he was like, 
a tactical. He was a guy who was like getting the tactics. Like it's like, we need somebody like Ben's great. His like rapport with the players is great. He's able to motivate them, get them going, but we need somebody that can tell him, Hey, you should play this formation because this excels this guy's strength. So I don't know. It could be, it could be certainly interesting to see if he's offered the job. I mean, I think you would have to consider it being a head coach versus being an assistant coach. Um, it's interesting. Uh, F me gently with the chainsaw ask questions every week and we always read, read his name. If you could take one player, uh, one of the players from DC had lost since Hernan started back, who would you take? Ariola, Gressel, Oler, or Ravel? Uh, Angus, by the way, apparently in the questions, you can just drop right in and answer one of the questions. Our he invisible says, co-host, Angus. <laughs> he says, Kevin Paredes. I, I want to exclude Paredes from this conversation. I don't think... like these play, The players here that left were specific decisions related to... They didn't they didn't want to either they the team didn't want them there anymore or they didn't want to be in the case of Ariola, it was he didn't want to be here anymore gressel was a decision made by the team to trade ravel was certainly a team decision he didn't think he would could cut it anymore same with ola kamara um and kevin is a guy a young player very talented player you get a decent offer you sell him that happens in any administration so i want to like take him out of the conversation almost it's like he doesn't he doesn't count he doesn't count i think what the question was getting at I think we've made this statement pretty clear. In my opinion, it's Julian Gressel with the way this team plays. Ariola didn't want to be here. He was definitely like, I don't want to play under Renan. I'm out of here. I want to go somewhere else that's going to play more to my style. Julian Gressel, for all intents and purposes, loved being here. I mean, he was happy. He had a home. He had a family. He loves living on the East, on the East Coast. Uh, so this kind of uprooting was just very cold and I think certainly very shocking to him. And I think we look at the way that, the where this team is now, boy, they could really use him. And I think he's absolutely the player that I think that I am. I am so angry. I'm glad I almost bought his jersey. I think last year, um, I'm very glad I didn't because uh, that would have been really sad for me. Because and uh, there's there's some divided opinions on whether he's really good or not. Um, I think those opinions that say he's not are 100 percent wrong, and he would be amazing here. So totally my list. You can yeah, have, I have his jersey. I have his jersey in, in a closet with the oh. with the uh, I think with the tag still on. To be honest with you, yeah, he didn't like too many he, jerseys. He, he didn't like our tweet last time. I'm like, Come I on, know, dude. not cool, man. <laughs> I know you saw it. You got enough. You got enough nervous. I would say Paul Oriola is the one I miss the most because his skill set and his his intangibles value mm-hmm. to the team. The the differential between when he was in the lineup and not was so noticeable. Uh, that I would I would want him back, and he's older. It's like the question's complicated. I guess it's like if you could create a splinter universe where you are, you know, you have a different future, or you're using the same the the, the player as they were as they left, like that time. Either way, I, Paul Paul was one of my favorite players for DC United since since he was here. So I would like him back. Paredes, if we're not excluding him, which we are, yeah, would also be my choice. The the only reason I don't say Ariola is because I look at the I look at who we. I mean, this might have been a different answer for me a couple weeks ago. But I think right now I'm looking at Pirani looks good. I think Pirani has possibly a little higher ceiling than uh than Areola and Take Cutie Pietro as well, I think also has a potentially higher ceiling. Man. Or folks, right there. Clip this show. Clip the audio. <laughs> clip the audio on this. Uh, uh Pirani has a more upside than a a 40 cap US national team uh winger. 
I mean, you're States. talking to guys who's less than 20. I think those are finding young, talented players that that show they can step up is something that I think you need to, to latch on because those are players that you can start to build teams around and you can you can keep for three, two, three years and then potentially sell, um, which I think is certainly why Pirani is here. He's certainly getting a lot more playing time, a lot more attention uh, being on the field. Um, I think he just needs to put it together with some goals and he almost did this game. So honestly, like I just, I look at the biggest gap and the biggest miss we have right now and it's in that left back spot. So that's why my answer is uh right back spot. He's right back. So right wing back uh, or left wing back. I can't remember who, uh, Gressel. I right can't remember which side he's right wing back. So yeah, yeah, right wing back is where we absolutely are missing him. All right. Yes. Uh, Jess, by, by the way, before, before, before we move on to that, I look this up cause we were talking about DC United coaches, uh, of the past. Did you know, <laughs> according to the Washington post, uh, Steve Terundolo was on our coaching list. Uh, and he was discarded because he didn't have any experience. He was only working with youth teams. And that article was written in 2021. Uh, and now in the year of our Lord, 2023, he is coaching LAFC, uh, the, the best team in the West and doing just fine. Yeah. So, that was a that was a good idea, guys. Way to way to exclude talent because he didn't have a very interesting choice. Yeah. What, what universe that, where Ernan Losada does not get hired? And, I mean, it uh, probably it probably would have been um, shoot. Um, honestly, like that that would be like a weird butterfly effect because we probably would have hired. Oh shoot! I can't think of his name right now. He went to coach Chicago. Um, uh, Ezra Hendrickson. Ezra Hendrickson. We probably would have gotten Ezra Hendrickson. And then Clarence Seedorf also was under consideration. <laughs> Clarence Seedorf. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I Sands think we of time. Yeah, but I think we would have gotten we would have gotten Ezra Hendrickson. And I mean, who knows at this point? You know, who yeah, knows? Too many, I just thought it was funny that we were like Steve Trundolo. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Steve's like uh, Steve Trundolo. Steve Trundolo, Trundolo benefits from the fact that he's in L.A. and L.A. is a monster as far as what they have as a, as right, an but they are a monster who entrusted the monster to this man's hands who had two years prior was not experienced enough for DC United. Fair, fair point. Fair point. It's called vision. Um, it's called taking risks in vision versus not. And, uh, let's get to the next question. Jesse, uh, how much of a difference would a healthy Martin Rodriguez have made? And does he see any playing time? I think I, I don't think this year. I think this year is firmly out of the question. He meant if he meant if he wasn't injured, how much would his playing time would he have gotten? I think he would have gotten a decent. He ride. would have gotten all of the playing time. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> we would. I would honestly. I would love to see Martin Rodriguez out there as opposed to Emil Assad. I'll just like leave it there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, for certain that. <laughs> I think that. I think that's 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 a gimme. Uh, I think you know he gets asked about a lot now. I think because of the. I don't want to say parade of clowns. We put it left wing, but certainly the lack of impact players that have come and played left wing to being the latest of said players. He did not put it all together for DC United more than one or two games. Mm-hmm. He had a decent preseason and we wanted him to do well. You know, he still at that time was playing sometimes for it was Chile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was still getting call up for them. I believe. Um, I don't think he would have made a huge difference. This would he has another year on his contract, I have been told by co invisible co host Angus. Um, but uh, I you know, he's coming off an ACL, I don't know how high my expectations are. 
we need him to be good. He's there. He he's making a salary that is of a player that can contribute should should contribute right away. He's Tam. He's Tam level, and you know you're talking about you need to hit on your DPS. I mean, if you want to, if you want to excel, you have to hit on your on your Tam level players as well. And that that is that is still an avenue that I feel like like DC has just lacked. It's just like they have not been able to find solid players in that they're, 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 I think they've gotten better at finding designated players that they come in and, and they can, and they can perform. Um, I think they've gotten better at certain scouting of, of, of those types of players they're having. I think honestly getting in a full-time scout and all of that has made a huge difference, I think, and actually, and I'll also maybe trusting some, some, some of the data, uh, scout, I think that's caused them to be a little bit smarter scouting. I'm sure that played a role in signing Pirani. Um, I'm sure that's played a role in maybe helping Ted Pietro. So we're seeing sort of any, uh, some better players come in and we're seeing less, uh, less misses um, of talent, but I just think it's, I completely lost the plot. Um, I, I just think, you know, I, I just think you look at, but you look at sort of the players, you know, Martin, Martin Riguez, um, Ravel Morrison, I mean, these sort of TAM level players have just, have not been, have not been good. Or literally not been on the roster and been paid been, to not be on the roster. <laughs> and paid not, me, not, be, not me looking up TT Rodriguez's transfer market page right, right now. Not, yeah. not me doing that. Emil Saad too, as well. I believe he, he's TAM level, isn't he? I believe no. he's, no, maybe not. No, he, Emil Saad, they brought him in, they paid him in like, in like uh, food court tokens, I think. He was a he was a veteran minimum uh, type of player. He was a non-attached. Uh, Nigel Roberta, another Tampa yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, no, he's done. he's making money. He he. Uh, let's see if his contract expires at the end of this year. Please, please let it. Please, I believe I believe it does. He he was signed beginning of what beginning of twenty twenty two. I would imagine has would imagine. one year left on his contract. <laughs> Is that right? No expiration December thirty first, twenty twenty three. Yeah, he's he's done. So like that's that then. money back. Yeah, but I, mean, I think that's that's been where this team has missed. And I think that's been the difference when when teams are able to are able to nail on some of those players that are kind of in between designated player and regular roster player and get sort of elevated play from them. Those are the teams that are successful. Um, those are the teams that are able to to win games. You know, you look at your I'm trying to think of players like your uh I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think of players that like fall into that that have been really successful, like TAM level players. I mean, honestly, Pedro Santos in the early, I think he became a TAM level player and was very successful for for Columbus. Your Jordan Morris, I don't, he's not a designated player. He is certainly in that upper echelon of TAM and has been really good for Seattle. Uh, so it's all about finding those guys and and having those guys be successful. And I think that's the one avenue where DC has just not yet hit yet and and really find those guys players. So we'll see if it changes. Maybe it'll change Man. with a new GM or a new person running the ship. Hopefully, it's, uh, it's I've just been looking at his contract data. It also breaks down everyone's salary by the week. Mm-hmm. And Christian Benteke makes $81,000 a week playing for DC United, <laughs> which is fine. Like they make a lot more money in, uh, in, in other countries and stuff, but like you don't normally see in dollars, it's usually in pounds and mm-hmm. you don't normally see like MLS players have their salary broke down. It's always annual. So when you see it like that, you're like, man, you can't have a bad day at work. Yeah. Like you, you can't, you can't not want to go to training <laughs> if, if you're clearing like the median family income in a week. What are you going to yeah. say? 
I was just going to say, uh, oh, we got some more questions that popped in <laughs> as we were talking <laughs> How about this that? year. I think Brendan Cartwright asked if Martin Rodriguez, our highest DP non-player, is he back next year? I think we have said... He has to be, because he is, unless they cut him. Uh, yeah, unless you can, I mean, you can find ways to mutually terminate the contract. Oh, um, you know what? Also, uh, Angus is wrong. It says here on Capology, expiration December 31st, 2023. Yeah. So, that's what I thought. That's, he might have an option on his year, so maybe, um, but I don't maybe. think we'll take it. I mean, you never if you can negotiate that down a little bit. Maybe you take a flyer um, and see if he can if he can perform. Um, and uh, Richard Rolson, I want to get his question in for you. Is Bruni making the right decision with the players he has coming off the bench? Should it be using Hopkins um, or Durkin over Assad or Durkin over Hurtado? I think is what he. Uh, that's what he means. Uh, Richard also asked, do you think Rooney finishes the season? Yeah, I think he does. Yep, I mean, right now, he's sure. running into playoffs. I, if this team gets eliminated before, I could see maybe him... I, I think it would be, honestly, it would, he would probably resign at that point, I'm sure. Um, and I think, I think he'd write it to the end. Either way. but Write it to the end of the whole end of the year? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get eliminated in, like, before... There will be at least three games left before we get eliminated. It's not, We're not going to eliminate next week. Yeah. yeah. We're, I on mean, the, we're on the cusp. Yeah, uh, I could see, though, I don't know. I could see him. If he's not going to be a contract, why would you be here, though? And you, and there might be a market out there to go grab another another spot. Um, but I think I think this team I think this team is going to be I think this team is going to be in a playoff spot. I think they're going to be in a playoff spot heading into the end of of decision day. And then they are going to need some things to happen to make the playoffs. That is my projection. Um, because we don't play on decision day. So I think that is my projection is that we will be sitting in ninth place and we will need something to happen. We will need a team to lose or a team to get a draw or not win or something to happen that will have us make the playoffs. Um, so we'll see if we'll see if it happens. So Mateus click is also a 2024, uh, Ben and click are both 2024. Yep. So, uh, so is Christian Dahomey. <laughs> Yeah, real question. I think goodness gracious. <laughs> uh maybe hopefully there's not. I hope that capology thing is wrong. Please it I could thought, be. Maybe I, it I is. Thought, I thought he was on the last year. I'm pretty sure he was on the last year of his contract. I'm 90% certain they would not have made that trade. He was on the last year of his contract. No, um, no. But I think we talked a little bit, Richard. We talked a little bit about his about, you know, should Rooney be playing Hopkins? I think I think there's a it's a trust thing. Um, and I, I'm not convinced. I think we're both not kind of not convinced on Hopkins. He had a couple of nice things he showed early on. He hasn't really been able to replicate it. He's played pretty well at 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 um, at Loudon. And I think the unfortunate thing is I think he's too good for Loudon. But I don't know if he elevates this team enough to really give us something off the bench. Um, I think if this team is up by maybe a couple go- a couple goals, maybe you see him go out there to see if he can show enough to maybe get a, a, a type that type of appearance, but I don't know. I, I don't, I project we will see maybe only a couple sub appearances for him for the rest of the year. So, All right. Anything else you want to drop? No, or? I was just furiously Googling Christian Dahomey's contract uh, status, but I'm not gonna be able to find it. So we'll, <laughs> if you're listening to, uh, and you know better than us, figure it out. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Contract through 2024 with the, the one he signed with Vancouver. Which is the one that would that's which is the one that would persist. Okay. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how much I wonder how much of, of that contract it uh I wonder how much of that contract Vancouver's paying. Like how much that we had to take on. Either way, if we still get to get his 
his royal presence next year. I don't know how much I should, unless it's a hundred percent of it. Yeah. By the way, there's also, there's also additional gam that's going for Vancouver's way in 2025. If certain performance incentives are met and if those are starts or appearances, I'm going to cry because that might actually happen. But if it's goals or assists, I feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh man. Okay. All right. I think that's going to do it folks. <laughs> we just, we just end the show with the happy after talking <laughs> Generally, pretty positively for the whole show. Pretty possibly. Game coming up against Charlotte. Uh, bad team on the road. Um, a game I would think about maybe going to if things were different, but fortunately, can't make it. This game may happen. Maybe maybe it'll happen next year. This is actually it's actually closer to me to go to Charlotte than it is to go to DC. <laughs> um, Wild. But uh, but anyway, but yes, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we really have much to break down this game. Charlotte are another bad team. This is a road game. Uh, DC, for all intents and purposes, has been pretty good on the road. They've been better. I think they sometimes look better on the road than they have at Audi Field, uh, even though I think their record is still a losing record. But it's like you, you should win your games at home. And they've been very average at home. And you are expected not to be very good on the road. And they've been average to OK on the road. So. Um, I think this is a big game. Three points. This is a, another six pointer, um, just like the game against Chicago, another team on the downswing. But it is on the road this time and not at Audi Field. Uh, and then, you know, so I think, uh, John, what are your uh, next three games? I believe it's Charlotte and then Atlanta home and uh, New York Red Bulls out of nine points. How many do they need? Nine. I'm going to say seven. I think I think you can get away with seven, but um not, nine I, put nine might get us away from Miami in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Nine, nine, I think would be more comfortable. I think they could get away with seven, but I think I, one of the games against against their two bad teams they have on the road right now they have Austin and Charlotte. I think they win, need to win at least one of those games. Charlotte's probably the most important one. So maybe yes. I'm, maybe I'm back on you with nine points. I don't know. Can you imagine the money you'd be making if you were able to put a bet before Messi got here, like a, a MLS Cup futures? In season bet for Miami, it'd probably been like plus twenty thousand, <laughs> and now it's probably like plus like three hundred. Even though they're in, they're out of the. Are they in the playoff picture yet? Are they not there yet? No, they're not. They're again. They are. Um, they. I was going to look up Fanduel. I was going to look up Fanduel Sportsbook just to see like what their what their numbers were. <laughs> But I, I don't think I'll be able to get there. But uh, but no, they're not in play. They're they are. They technically could catch us right now in the ninth spot. They have two games in hand on us uh, with six points. I I will I will say that I I think Miami could could make the playoffs. I think that's certainly possible. I don't know if I'm ready to believe it just yet because I think I'm I'm going to go ahead and go out and limb and say I feel like there there's already been some fatigue complaints from Messi. I don't know if it's such a sure thing. I do. I think they got Charlotte twice, though. So maybe I'll change my mind. They're going to absolutely bury them because um, Charlotte's a bad team. But yeah, um, it's we'll see. Miami is plus 600 to win the whole thing. <laughs> DC United is plus 10,000. <laughs> That's current. That's up right now. What other, what other team are you interested in quickly? Um, Anybody? Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm sure they're. Plus 490. So the team that is going to most likely win the supporter shield is only one minus 110 from Inter Miami, who is currently outside of the playoff picture. That's how confident they are. And they're going to take it all the way and win the MLS Cup. It would be it would be wild. I'm just imagining how wild it will be if Messi goes out and wins MLS Cup. Just like it, it would it would rank, in my opinion, 
I mean, it would rank among the greatest, like, summer signing performance. Probably, probably since, like, I mean, we're talking maybe, like, maybe Rui, Rui Diaz when he signed for Seattle because they were terrible. And then I think it was Rui Diaz, wasn't it? Wasn't, oh, I don't I know believe, if that was a summer signing or not. It, I, I know. I remember there was a season they were really bad. They were, like, bottom. Everybody was counting them out. And they fired Ziggy Schmidt. And then that's when they signed. I pretty, I'm going to go on a limb and say it was Rui Diaz. And then they went on the run. This would be almost another level of because they were like Seattle was bad, but they weren't like Miami was was really, they were really bad. They, they were, were moribund. This yeah. this would this would be the this would be the biggest comeback I think I've seen in anything really, yeah. except for like maybe. I mean, then then I'll I'll stay in the world of soccer. I cannot I cannot imagine another another player making this amount of change in this short amount of time. I think I think I saw it. The odds reset as current i think before that they were like plus 2000 or 3000 maybe season start wild stuff anyway, anyway. Uh, don't bet them because the money's not good enough and don't bet dc united because <laughs> you're not going to get your money back no if there's a playoff bet maybe you, and it's low maybe you could make that maybe maybe we would make the playoffs anyway that's gonna do it folks thank you guys so 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 much for listening uh we will catch you guys next week vamos vamos, vamos.